after seeing that so many people had the same problems that we had in our family and same goals we had as our family, it did become a passion project of, of mine and a lot of other uh, EO members and YPO members that like, how, how, can we, how can we impact a lot of kids? So hello everyone, we are today in Cape Town starting GLC today, oh. tomorrow. So we have a couple of interviews and with me today is a, quite a special guest who started a very nice initiative of Junior President's Organization, which is like uh, EO for teenagers. But we'll discuss a couple of things. Could you introduce yourself and tell a few words about what you do your business? Sure. I'm Jamin Arvig uh, from Minnesota and Florida in the States. And um, I'm here because of our initiative JPO, Junior Presidents Organization, which is, as you say, um, similar to YPO, but for kids uh, or YPO, but for kids. And and so it's really trying to provide a lot of what we get from from EO uh, for as EO members that, that kids don't really have access to that I would have loved. And and the inspiration has been our kids. We've got five young kids, ages two through 13 now. And I've been in YPO for 10 years now. I've been in EO for about a year and a half. And I love it for myself, for my wife, uh, but there, there's not a lot really for kids. And it seems like, um, you know, I didn't know about YPO or EO uh, till I was um, older than I should have been uh, when I learned about them. And it would have been Amazing to know about them earlier when I was, you know, 10 years earlier, I suppose. But what if we could expose our kids to all the same benefits we've got as a 10-year-old, as a 15-year-old, uh, maybe even younger? Um, wouldn't that be great? So that's what we try to do. Tell me first about how is your entrepreneurial journey, how it started, what's your business? Sure. Um, uh, well, the business started early, so I'm kind of true to the JPO mission of helping kids as entrepreneurs. Um, my parents weren't entrepreneurs, but I always loved uh, being an entrepreneur even before elementary school. During elementary school, I grew a business that ended up selling in high school and then went into real estate in college and started other businesses. Um, and during college, I started a business uh, that ended up scaling quite well. It doubled every year for 10 years straight. and. Um, and then from that, this, this is in the e-commerce space. And from that started uh, building other brands, buying other brands. Ultimately uh, from that uh, became an early investor and board advisor for uh, Thrasio, who has grown to billions quickly by aggregating small Amazon brands. So we did a lot of brand building and brand acceleration. And then from that, over the years, over the last 20 years, we spun off uh, service companies too. So we've got an agency that's a multi-channel agency that helps brands accelerate on Amazon, through Google, Facebook, through their websites, D2C, et cetera. And so that's, that's probably been the focus. Now we're plugging in other things like a, uh, we bought a company that helps e-commerce businesses go brick and mortar called Brands 10X. So again, it, everything we're doing, whether it's that or fulfillment, we do some, we've got warehousing as well. So. It, um, and the fulfillment helps people ship products to the, all the channels. So everything we've done historically has been around helping people accelerate in e-commerce and multi-channel. So we've kind of got that multi-channel mm -hmm. approach. And tell me, Jamin, what's your secret to this double-digit growth? What would be your superpower or your secret spies that enabled you to do that? 
No, it's it's funny. Someone is asking recently about talents, and I don't know if I've got any talents except for persistence and optimism, and and I think that that allows me um, to be to be passion passionate and uh, you know driven, um, and uh, you know really working towards my calling. And and it, when 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 that's the case, and there's a tough day, it's a lot easier to get through and and be persistent and and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's needed for, for entrepreneurs. Okay, <laughs> okay. So tell me what's your biggest challenge that you're facing now, like for your business? Is there anything that, that you're struggling that you think that could enable you to accelerate even faster? On the e-commerce side or the junior president side? E-commerce. Um, let's see, current challenges. I, I think the... Um, Right now, we've got some some really interesting um, partnerships that are that are helping us uh, scale, which is what what I've been working on is is making sure we've got these these partnerships. Our operations is very um, very strong and has scaled. The guy running the business scaled uh, to thousands of uh, people in his agency previously. So I feel very strong about, um, or I feel very confident in our operations and our quality, and and now. Uh, our challenge has been okay. So now, who are the best partners? Who's our target customer? How do we make sure that we're we're uh, lining things up so we can continue to scale in the future? So that's what I've been working on as, as my challenge, I suppose. And I think we're getting the pieces put together now, so it's starting to feel good. I always try to discuss the difficult topic of educational system. American system is quite complex and diverse, depending on the um, state to state. But what would be your opinion if you were powerful enough to do some changes? What would be the first things you would change in American system? Well, this is, I guess, my, my passion for this is really what's what's uh, moving my energy to, to JPO, as you know, Chris. And um, we've got the five young kids we talked about, and I've seen how you know school can be so helpful and uh the, the traditional systems i i enjoyed it as a kid um uh, but as i as i you know went, went through university law school did business school it, it, it became so I, I like that but it also became apparent that really the things that helped me succeed are not any of that <laughs> I like to learn but none of that um was really as helpful as some of the things in just getting my hands dirty and, and building stuff um, and, and like I said, even through elementary school, even high school, that's what helped me. And so I think um, something that's wrong with the system then is there's not enough opportunity for kids to do that. And too much time in the education system is spent on um, core topics that, that could be maybe taught more efficiently. And then so much time is taught on things also that um, kids may not ever need to know. It's not, not directly applicable to what they're going to need. They need to know some of the basics, of course, but some of those things maybe they don't need to spend as much time on. And then they also spend so much time just on, you know, walking through the hallway or dealing with the kids that are um, not behaving or the, or the teachers focusing 70% of the energy on the middle or the, the people that are falling behind or what, but they, they're unable to understandably provide personalized instruction, adaptive instruction, and instruction that's really targeting the passion and the, the future for that particular child. So I love the idea of 
getting the basics done as quickly and as efficiently as possible for kids, fig helping the kid be inspired, helping the kid be understanding on what they, who they are and what they want to become, and exploring, because they don't know yet, but exploring some of these things, and then getting them a chance to work with others and develop a lot of these important things that, that we can't always learn in school. Like, we have to know as entrepreneurs, the social emotional skills, the, the problem solving skills, the, the grit, the, uh, the business entrepreneurial skills, um, investing skills, all these things that are maybe more practical. Do you think that current teachers that we have at schools would be fit to teach what you are just uh, talking it's, about? Because it's a great, it's a great question. Yeah. Could those teachers teach us? I, um, Many could not. I, I think. I think. I think some could. Yeah, for sure. Some could, but um, I think. I think the um, a lot of the teachers that are in the system today are 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 there because they love kids, which is great, and they they, they like to teach and help, and it's fantastic. Um, I think. I think a subset is is very interested in some of the things we're talking about, which is helping kids become their best, and and they would prefer actually to be rescued from what I described, where they can really help uh, uh, some kids be their best instead of uh, being spread out and not in an ideal environment. Would you introduce some certain subjects about entrepreneurship or finance, or would it be different approach, like projects-based learning? Yeah. What would it be? How do you see the, how the school system might be altered? Well, realistically, I, I don't think I can change the, the United States school system <laughs> myself. Um, so I, I'm not trying to. Um, I'm trying to look at the different types of systems in the U.S. You've got the public schools, the charter schools, the private schools, the hybrid schools and the home schools. And th the things that are lacking in most of these are what we talked about. The the uh, um, the focus on entrepreneurship but emotional intelligence and and team team building teamwork um, and and these practical life skills so those are not really taught in any of the types of school effectively I'll give I'll give some schools credit they're, they're trying in some of these areas and it's, it's great but I don't think they're they're taught effectively in any of these types of schools and so I think what we can do is is offer like extracurricular opportunities for all of these people which is what we try to do but then um also hone in on on those that really are passionate about these things so i, I was with a um a, J, a couple of jpo teams in um, la recently and some of the kids are so passionate about this they weren't into, interested in school at all but now they're so passionate about Uh, what they're doing with entrepreneurship or investing or some of these things, they want to do that full time. And now I don't think that's practical either to do it full, full time, but to allow them to um, to learn a lot of the core subjects through practical, fun, exciting, entrepreneurial types of things. If that's their if that's their focus, great. Then we can have that opportunity for them too. So tell me about the origin of the idea of junior presidents. Yeah, as I started to say. Um, After seeing in YPO what YPO does and what EO does, like EO is amazing for for us as members, and and not seeing as much for kids, um, that was frustrating and disappointing to me, frankly, because I well, we I have want all these retreats and sometimes some 
all family gatherings, that was not enough? Uh, no, I appreciate that. I, I think uh, there are, sometimes there's a, a family kid event in the summer. Maybe there's a Christmas family event. Maybe there's a couple day event, like father, daughter, what, something like that. And I, in the, those types of events, I hear very, very good things. Everyone loves those. And they make great connections and great friends at those. Uh, but then the, the challenge is what happens then? Mm -hmm. you know, in between. Yeah. And there's no continuity. There's no relationship building. There's no, none of that lifelong learning. The things that we get from EO, right? Um, so, and at the, at the Christmas gathering with the chapter or the, or the summer gathering, typically those are, um, there, there's a couple events that are done for kids, um, but the families usually congregate together then because the parents have to watch the kids. So there's not that, that, uh, that team building or people don't get to know each other that much. So, um, so I don't think those have solved it at all. And from, and that's what we hear from, from people. And so we, we want to make sure that there is, um, more of that opportunity for the kids to connect like we connect, um, locally and globally. We want to make sure that they're able to have learning opportunities like we do in entrepreneurship and in, uh, you know, people skills and life skills like we do. Um, and and uh, we want them to be exposed to some of the valuable things about EO, like forum um, that we do. And um, so that's what we try to provide. Like forum, for example, um, we think about forum as a great place to help each other. Right. And it is. We love that. Um, and what we don't always think about is all the skills required to operate in a forum. Uh, we need to be good listeners. We need to provide good feedback. We need give. We need to receive good feedback. We need to be quiet. We need to not judge. We need to like all these things are skills that probably most adults don't don't have um, to the level that would be ideal, and certainly most kids don't. So. But we, we were forced to learn them with, with EO through training and practice and it works and it helps us. And so what if we could have kids have that too? Like there'd be leaps and bounds ahead of others. So long answer, but yes, I can, I can share that for me, I, I thought of myself as quite a good listener, but after two years of EO, this is a different level learning how to really get deep into conversation. It's amazing. It's one of the biggest benefits I have from EO. Absolutely. And you think too about what is listening. Uh, and I was just in a JPO session recently and the instructors were, were talking about what listening means. And we listen to the words and that's of course the obvious thing, but something like 2% of communication is from the words and um most is from the body language and the gap is from tone and so it, it, listening like you say it's there's a lot to it and um I, I often forget that and kids don't have any reason to know that if they're not helped and guided yeah and that's most probably the skill you can learn at much earlier stage than being 30 40 something entrepreneur quite accomplished. You can learn being 12 years old, 15 right. years old. So what's the age where JPOers could start making their forums? Mm -hmm. Right. So we, we've had um, 
Generally, we've seen um, as young as seven to as old as about 22. Uh, the I would say the bell curve is probably at the middle is probably 10 to 16, uh, 10 to 17, something like that. And uh, it's really around who's who's old enough, mature enough to be able to manage on a computer virtually with help from parents. So it could go younger if parents are there, if the kid is mature. And then, uh, you know, the, it can go as old as, as um, in kids that are really trying to understand themselves, develop their passion, get exposure to entrepreneurship skills, those types of things. And so, of course, that's a big range, right? Um, and so we try to have kids bucketed and grouped by, um, by kids their age and interest and, and maybe geography, but also, you know, um, connected with other geographies as well. Mm. Are all the JPOers uh, children of entrepreneurs? Is it a requirement? Because I started thinking about it that it might be a creating a, another bubble for them that they meet only the very privileged children. How do you cope with that? Originally, all JPOers were children of YPO people. And then um, more recently, a lot of EO people. Have, have appreciated it and trying to spread the word. And so um, it still is um, pretty much kids of YPO and EO to this day. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, for me, I would have loved this as a kid and so many of our kids would um, and do. So we can, we can teach them what we didn't have uh, as kids and help elevate them first. Um, and then so I think that's that's amazing. That's that's a huge help. So we want to do that. But to your point, I, I strongly agree with you that um, we want to we want to also help other kids uh, become their best and and help uplift other communities too. Those that those that don't have parents that have access to or know have heard about JPO through EO, for example. Um, so we do want to help other kids as well. And and yeah, a lot of a lot of folks in. Um, JP, a lot, a lot of the parents do prefer to have the kids with, uh, with groups of, of, of kids of, of uh, their fellow members, just like we find value in a forum of, of being with, with someone else uh, that understands us. So we do typically see that. Um, so we may have different, different types of teams, but there's definitely going to be more opportunity, as you say, for kids to connect and um, if one kid has more opportunities than another, more experience than another, they can be a mentor. That's one way they can connect. Um, and we can also uh, have kids work together on projects. It's, it's fun too, because a lot of these kids are very community oriented. And, and so I think getting more, more involvement with the community can be really helpful too. As you say, to get kids um, into uh, environments outside their bubble. And, and it, also that, remember that can, there's a lot of ways to define a bubble. Like, um, geographic bubbles where kids can understand the world. Uh, we spend a lot of time on that with, with JPO, understanding different parts of the world, different cultures, different, um, different uh, economic, socioeconomic situations as well. So we definitely want to uh, help with that. Different industries too. that the parents operate within. Yep. And you said the meetings are on Zoom. So is it for now 100% online meetings? So we've we've done more on mostly Zoom to date. That's correct. Uh, we are moving more into in person as well. Uh, just 
like we all know, uh, Zoom's great, it's convenient, it works, it makes it possible um, more often than not, but you do want that occasional in-person connection too. So we're, we're trying to do both, but um, Zoom is fantastic for getting kids around the world connected. And, uh, and sometimes for scheduling, it's great too, but we do, so we're setting up teams all over uh, per the requests of the, the parents and the kids both actually. Um, we understood they, they wanted to connect with others in person. Uh, they, they want to figure out times that work for their little area in person. And then they also want to have, you know, friendly competitions as teams too. So, you know, we've got LA team, New York team, Atlanta team, all these different teams, Poland team, um, and, and, uh, probably a South African team, uh, by Friday, it sounds like. And, and so there's lots of these teams that are being set up and, and then uh, it can allow for that in-person connection as well. You said most probably South African team. We are now here for GLC. And what's your, how do you see your role? So you're like planting seeds now in different places to, to grow this organization. Is, is it a foundation already or is it now just spreading the idea? Yeah, I'm, I'm help. Well, there's been one main complaint we've had, which is no one knows about this yet. And, and people do, of course, and people, are, but most people don't know about it. So I'm, I feel my role is kind of an evangelist and just helping spread the word. And I meet so many other evangelists too of JPO that say, this is amazing. Our kids love it. Or wow, you, that's available. I didn't know this is amazing. Let's tell everyone. So I'd love to, I'd love to, uh, connect with, with those folks that, that do see, um, the the value in helping the next generation and want to help spread the word so that's my role as and, and other people's roles as well and for the framework is there any framework where I, like we have for a forum and there is all day training and there is moderator training how do you handle that with yeah children? so we do have structure we do have frameworks um and they're continuing to develop of course but um we're, we're trying not to reinvent the wheel on a lot of things that do work for EO, for example, but some things do have to be different. So we have had to evolve a, a few things. Um, we've got, we've got framework in terms of curriculum, uh, for, for people that are, you know, trying to do these entrepreneurial things or EQ programs or wh whatever they are. So we've got, we've got that framework, of course, is, is the curriculum. We've got the team and the of instructors that are trained on these things. We have, um, we have the monthly forums and a process for this and a structure and framework for that. We have the, um, we do have instructors and coaches that help with those. Um, Would they sit for the all time of the forum with yeah. teenagers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, the, uh, the adult helps bring out the best, uh, as a, as a, as a facilitator would do, um, in a forum. So we've got, we've got that structure, but then also, trying to leave the space for the kids to, to, um, come to their own, you know, eureka moment, so to speak, and discover themselves and help learn and help provide peer pressure, positive peer pressure under the guidance of the coach to their team. And, you know, talking about their goals and the other goals and challenging each other and helping grow each other, which is kind of great when the kids can do that instead of hearing it from their parents. Right. Yeah. That's myself challenging. Included. A teenager is quite an issue. We've been discussing this, that it is much harder for me as a father to talk with my kids. <clears throat> I want you to achieve this and that, or maybe other way. What would you like to achieve? Then for some external coach 
master facilitator to talk with my kid. The same reason I, when I, my, my kids are learning how to ski, I don't teach them because then they get too much emotional than maybe with a father as they do comparing with their coach. So I see a big benefit to it. Yeah, it's, it's funny, right? Because we've, we spent many years uh, making mistakes and, and seeing some successes, right? And we love to share with our kids, like, don't do all the mistakes. We don't make those mistakes. And here's what worked for us, you know, and try to encourage, and we do, we can do some of that, but it, it, it seems like it would be easier to just tell them do these things, but you're, you're right. And, and so we've, yeah, an, an example too we've seen is um, uh, the, maybe we talked, I think we talked about this, like the annual board meeting um, and the, for a family and quarterly board meetings. And, and you know, a lot of families want to do that. They see the value because of business and organizations and, and camaraderie and unity and um, uh, excitement, all the reasons why you want to get aligned and, and uh, they want to do that or even like monthly family meetings, figuring out little things, even like the schedule and getting some things in order. Um, so families want monthly to do that. Family meetings. That sounds interesting. Fam okay. <laughs> families want to do a lot of these things when they, when they hear, um, about this, there's that book about the, the family board meeting, right? And the, the 18 summers, is it great? Great. I, we, um, the author has some, some cool concepts about this. The problem is exactly what you said. Um, as a parent, um, I've done this, and, but struggled to maintain it for a number of reasons. And when I do maintain it, I'm still just the dad. And to have, to have a part third, of the process. Yeah, know, to have a third party. So this is where we're trying to, as you say, trying to provide that third party aspect so we as parents don't have to um, try to be the third party also. It doesn't work. I just thought that one of the problems with having a family is quite similar to run a business so we tend to get over involved into operations in daily basis and daily problems like did you put the trash out of or did you clean the kitchen more it seems sometimes more important or get us involved more than what is your goal in your life what is your plan for your university etc which is a big mistake. Handling the daily basis too much, focusing on daily stuff instead of the most important strategic vision. And this, I think, a facilitator or rearranging how we handle our families may help a lot. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. And life is hard. It's busy. And it's busy for, <laughs> for EO members. <laughs> I mean, we're the busiest of all, right? We've, we've got our businesses, we've got our kids, we've got their activities, we've got maybe our interests if we have time for that. And, and we've got to juggle all these things and kids get busy and we want the best for them. So we sign them up for everything we come up with. And, um, and the kids like that to an extent, but it is, it's busy, it's hard. So I, I agree to, to help, like you say, work on the business, not in the business, or work on the family, not in the family. Uh, that, that'd be a, a good way to spend our time. Yeah. And tell me for JPO, is it a, a foundation? Is it, does it have some formal structure or is it now more of a concept, an idea you're spreading around? Yeah, it's, it's a structure. It's um, been around for, for a few years as an um, entity. 
And um, what we're spreading around now is, uh, I guess, the newer concept within JPO of establishing the local teams. So that's that's really what so, we're so for at. the physical meetings, right? Yeah, and that, and more connections. Yeah. Okay. What's your goal then? What's your goal for the next five years with JPO? How do you see it? Well, it's um, it's something that I guess I didn't ever go out and try to create necessarily, but after seeing that so many people had the same problems that we had in our family and same goals we had as our family. It did become a passion project of, of mine and a lot of other uh, EO members and YPO members that like, how, how can we, how can we impact a lot of kids? Um, and so I think we, we want to posit in five years, we want to positively impact as many kids as we possibly can from, from organizations like, like EO, from our kids and the kids we know, we'd love to um, do what you've, alluded to earlier too and impact the broader community and and help uplift those by providing uh knowledge providing connections um opportunities to to become their best selves so if we can inspire kids you know, if we can connect those kids with other great kids and uh under uh, and provide them with with um exposure to ideas and concepts that that we didn't have access to back then I think we can make a positive change, and these these kids are already doing it. They're they're uh, they're building these businesses. They're they're uh, creating uh, groups in their in their communities. They're doing things, and it's uh, the kids are going to do way more than than we can ever imagine. So, to fellow EOers that are listening to this podcast, and parents who are listening to this podcast, uh, what would be your announcement? What do you how how can they contact you or start? organizing the, the chapters of junior presidents yeah I, so the website is juniorpresidents.org and if anyone wants to contact directly the i'm sure there's an email address there but it's kids at juniorpresidents.org and uh there are chapters that are that have popped up all over so there, there might be a local one to attach to um or um they may want to start their own and a lot of these kids do like to start their own and then we've got a leadership development program for kids that want to start their so own they or, go or help run kind of a training like yeah. we do yeah mm -hmm. it's it, pretty fun um so if, if parents are are interested you know we can we, we have uh, like info sessions or taste of forum opportunities for them to get some exposure to it and get their kids excited about it and then they can uh they can start a, a team in their area for EO and YPO, the fees are quite important boundary on one hand, but on the other hand, there's a little bit of involvement attached to the fees we pay. Is there any fees for YPO? Uh, yeah, for JPO. For, for JPO. For yeah, and the fees are negligible. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, I think twenty bucks a month for a basic membership, and uh, it comes with a, a few things already. Some some nice experiences. And the, and the network and, and a lot of these things that we're going to be providing more and more of for in-person uh, connectivity opportunities. Uh, and then there's programs with, like we're talking about, launch your business, grow your business, and um, uh, stock market game is a, a few that we're, we're talking about right now. There are plenty of others that we, that we do, but just for EO, specifically on the entrepreneurship side, I think those are a few that people really like. So um, those are yeah, it's it's pretty negligible compared to EO fees. 
we just want we just want all these kids to be able to get in. Okay. Thank you very much for introducing junior presidents to us and your business story. Great Thanks talking for, to you, Chris. Thank you. for today.